0: Welcome to Exaltation. This is Father David Masterson bringing you the beautiful, the good, and the true. Today is Joshua chapter 1 verses 1 through 9. Now it came about after the death of Moses the servant of the Lord that the Lord spoke to Joshua the son of Nun, Moses' servant, saying, Moses my servant is dead. Now therefore arise, cross this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, to the sons of Israel. Every place on which the sole of your foot treads, I have given it to you, just as I spoke to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and as far as the great sea toward the setting of the sun will be your territory. No man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I have been with Moses, I will be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall give this people possession of the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, so that you may have success wherever you go. What is Courage? Webster defines courage as valor, boldness, and resolution in the face of danger. Civil War Military General William Sherman defines courage as a perfect sensibility of the measure of danger and a mental willingness to endure it. Cowboy John Wayne said, Courage is being scared to death and saddling up anyway. Aristotle said, You will never do anything in this world without courage. It is the greatest quality of the mind next to honor. As turmoil and danger increase in our world, the virtue of courage becomes indispensable. The first lesson we find in these verses in the book of Joshua is the duty of courageous strength. Verse 2 says, Moses my servant is dead. Now therefore arise, cross this Jordan, you and this people, to the land which I am giving to the sons of Israel. Be strong and courageous, for you shall give this people possession of the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Strength in the Christian life is a duty, and weakness is a sin. There is no progress in this life without conflict. Any forward momentum in personal holiness or the work of God's kingdom involves conflict. We must fight not only with evils within, but with abuse, oppression, and sin that opposes Christ and His kingdom throughout the world. This requires courageous strength. The amount of strength we possess is determined by the extent of our surrender to the life of God within us. Paul says in Ephesians 6.10, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. We are responsible to let Christ's strength into our lives by our continual surrender to Him. Psalm 44 says, How blessed is the man who has made the Lord his trust and has not turned to the proud nor to those who lapse into falsehood. The psalmist exhorts us in Psalm 81.10, I, the Lord, am your God, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. Open wide your mouth, and I will fill it. In other words, we must let Christ's strength into our lives. His strength must become our strength. His life must become our life. We must keep ourselves in continual vital union with God who is the source of our strength. All things come from God who is the giver of all good, but our strength depends upon ourselves because our strength is the outcome of our faith and trust in God. Without crying out to God for strength, we cannot have what God provides therefore admitting our weakness is the first step to securing god's strength listen to these phrases from the morning prayer service o lord i believe and know deep within me that i have no strength i am helpless and weak i have no might and no power but thou o master hast all might and power thou art omnipotent THOU DOST INCREASE STRENGTH TO THE WEAK AND WEARY. OR CONSIDER THIS PRAYER. O LORD, ETERNAL AND CREATOR OF ALL THINGS, WE HAVE NO LIFE, NO LIGHT, NO JOY OR WISDOM, NO STRENGTH EXCEPT IN THEE, O OUR GOD. THE GOAL OF THE CHRISTIAN LIFE IS TO LIVE WITH GOD, GRASPING HIS STRONG HAND AND REALIZING OUR OWN WEAKNESS looking beyond ourselves to receive the power that only God can provide. We must yield thoughtfully and intelligently to the control of the Holy Spirit. This is the way we exchange our weakness for His strength. Then notice that courageous strength gives boldness against the enemy. In the spiritual life, strength and courage go together to produce boldness in conflict. Joshua was up against a fierce enemy. At the time he received his commissioning in Joshua chapter 1, all the company of Israel was camped by the Jordan River with Israel's enemies on the other side of the Jordan watching to see what God would do. The Jordan River was in flood season at this time. So the waters were high and there was no means of getting across the river to the promised land. God commanded Joshua to take Israel across the Jordan into the promised land, but there was no means provided to fulfill that command. Once he got Israel to the other side of the Jordan, there were powerful enemies waiting for Joshua. He must capture their cities and conquer them in order to possess the land. With all of this challenge before him, all that Joshua has is the promise of God to be with him. No detailed plan, just an invitation to be courageous and trust in the Lord. And that invitation from God had to be enough for Joshua. Sometimes, friends, along life's road the Christian comes to obstacles. The path seems to end at a mountain wall or a flooding Jordan River with enemies on every side. God tells us to trust confidently in Him and wait for Him to work, because greater is He that is with me than those who are against me. If we keep reading in Joshua, We discover that in chapter 3, God miraculously parts the Jordan River and makes a path for Israel to cross over and enter the promised land. What difficulties and challenges do you face? Perhaps a trial in your family. Perhaps unemployment. It is possible that you are suffering because of the planned pandemic lockdown. Perhaps you are struggling with addiction that has you in its grip. You need the courageous boldness of obedience. Put your weak hand into the strong hand of God and trust Him for deliverance from your troubles. God is your refuge and strength. He will give you courage to overcome your difficulties. Then look at verse 7. Only be strong and very courageous, be careful to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, so that you may have success wherever you go. Joshua finds courage by the strength of God within him. He also finds courage by obeying God's word of command. A military commander must himself be under authority before he issues commands to his soldiers. When I served in the military, I quickly understood that an order given was an order to be instantly obeyed. There must be no debating when the order comes down. The only appropriate response is unhesitating obedience. Scottish theologian Peter Forsyth was right when he said that, The first duty of every soul is to find not its freedom, but its master. Who is your master, listening friend? We are all under some authority, and for the Christian soldier God's law is his marching orders. We are not to take our orders from men, but must often disregard the voice of man in order to take our orders from our commander-in-chief. The godly Thomas Akempis, 1380-1471, to 1471, was a member of the Brethren of the Common Life during the medieval period. He said, Instant obedience is the only kind of obedience there is. Delayed obedience is disobedience. Whoever strives to withdraw from obedience withdraws from God's grace. Therefore, our verse says, Be strong and courageous to observe, to do the law given. If you are not a bold and courageous Christian, you will very soon be frightened out of obedience to your Lord's commands. It is courage, coming from the realization of God's strength within, that is indispensable to enable us to observe and to do what our Master commands. Now, in order to observe and do what our Master says, we must know His commands. We must become thoroughly acquainted with the teachings of our Lord. A soldier who tries to learn how to shoot his rifle in the heat of battle will soon be dead. He must spend weeks in training in order to correctly handle his armaments. The sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. How is your daily intake of the Word of God, dear friend? Do you know your Lord's commands? Are you filling your mind and heart with His teaching? By the time we get done with Facebook and Twitter and Google and our iPhone and iPad, is there any time left to read and meditate upon God's Holy Word? I urge you to turn off the technology Turn off the iPhones and cell phones and television and all the other distractions, and spend time, spend quality time, in the Word of God each day. Verse 8 commands us to meditate on the Book of the Law day and night. To meditate is to quietly turn over the truths of the Scriptures in our minds to examine them carefully and to master the principles of conduct which they teach. As a man sinks himself deeply into the way of life that is taught by the Lord Jesus, he is able to live rightly, turning away from sin to love and serve his Lord. He is able to decide the best course of action in any given circumstance. We must remember that the gospel is not simply a good moral teaching, but a rule of life for the Christian. We are not to follow our own judgment or inclinations or desires, but to regulate our conduct by the rule of the gospel. When our Lord Jesus Christ said, Seek first the Kingdom of God and His righteousness, He meant that the seeking of the Kingdom is to completely shape and form our daily lives. The object of our heart's longing is to be every moment the Kingdom of God. The focus of every thought, every act, and every deliberation is to be the Kingdom of God and His righteousness not our own desires and inclinations. Our yearning and longing must not be for the pleasures and comforts of this world that is passing away, but for the Kingdom of God and His righteousness that endures forever. provides a beautiful picture of the fulfillment of a life of meditation in God's law. How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night and he will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and in whatever he does he prospers. Yet how often do we as followers of the Lord Jesus walk in the counsel of the wicked? We unthinkingly listen to the misinformation and disinformation of media talking heads. We plan our lives around their lies. We pay attention to misinterpretations of Scripture that lead us astray. False teachers twist the words of Scripture away from their plain, natural meaning and deceive many. This is not delighting and meditating in the law of our Master, but following the deceptions of this world. First John 5.3 says, For this is what it means to love God, that we observe His commandments, and His commandments are not burdensome. And Second John 1.6 says, And this is love, that we walk according to His commandments. This is what it means to be a true follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, to walk in the way of His commandments, to observe them and to keep them. Isaiah 50, verse 10 provides a warning in this context. The prophet says, Who is among you that fears the Lord, that obeys the voice of His servant, that walks in darkness and has no light? Let him trust in the name of the Lord and rely upon his God. Behold all you who kindle a fire, Walk in the light of your own fire, and this you will have from my hand. You will lie down in torment. What is Isaiah telling us here? If we do not walk in the light of the gospel, but in the light of our own fire, our own understanding, our own desires, we will experience chastening and torment until we yield ourselves to the mind of the Lord. Through trouble or hardship or adversity or temptation, cling closely to the Lord, my dear friends. Stay close to your master, and he will defend and direct you. Finally, we see in this passage the certain victory of bold, courageous obedience. The last part of verse 8 says, Be careful to do all that is written in the law, for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have success. Courageous obedience to God always results in spiritual victory. But notice that the kind of success and prosperity is not the false teaching of the modern prosperity gospel, that God will bless you with riches and material possessions if you obey Him. That is not the teaching of God's Word. The success that Moses promises Joshua is the success of carrying out God's will into daily practice. This is the only success that is worth talking about or striving to achieve. The man or woman or boy or girl who succeeds in obeying God's will has achieved spiritual victory whatever may be the outward circumstances of his life. In 2 Kings chapter 5, Elisha would not take silver and gold from Naaman the Aramean as a gift for healing him. He was not interested in the material prosperity of money or possessions. He valued obedience to God as the path of true success. We must be willing to turn our back on this world and risk everything to know and serve Christ. Let me tell you the story of a man named Ibrahim. Ibrahim was a Muslim living in Yemen. One day a man walked into his store and asked him, Have you ever read the Bible? Ibrahim proudly told the man that he believed the Bible was full of error and distortions. The man gave Ibrahim a New Testament and urged him to read it for himself. Ibrahim agreed, intending to make note of every problematic verse he found. But the more he read the Bible, the more problems he saw with the Quran. After studying the Bible for over a year, Ibrahim placed his faith and trust in Christ as Lord and Savior. Knowing that converts to Christianity can be killed in Yemen, Ibrahim, for the next four years, read his Bible in secret for fear of being caught by his wife or neighbors. But one day he decided that fear made no sense. He asked himself, if I believe in Jesus and he grants me eternal life, why should I fear? If they come to kill me, I am ready to say, welcome. After being baptized into Christ, Ibrahim felt led by God to establish a church in Yemen. When he told his wife Fatima about believing in Jesus, she wanted a divorce because she was furious that he had left Islam to become an infidel. But Fatima couldn't deny the changes in her husband's behavior. She began to take English lessons from an American woman in Yemen who urged her to read the scriptures to learn something about her husband's new religion. So Fatima began to read the Bible. And one night, Jesus appeared to Fatima in a dream and said, Do not be afraid, only believe. So Fatima prayed to receive Christ as Lord and Savior. Then Ibrahim and Fatima were pressured by Islamic extremists not to preach about Jesus Christ and to stop building the church in Yemen. The terrorists even kidnapped their young son and threatened to kill him. They moved to another country to continue their outreach to Muslims with the message of the gospel. Today, Ibrahim and his wife minister to hundreds of Yemenis scattered throughout the world due to the Yemen Civil War of 2015. They have baptized over 16 converts into Christ and continue Bible teaching and preaching around the world through social media. Dear Friends, The world's way of estimating success is not God's way. If you can come to the end of your life and say, I have kept the faith, I have finished my course, I have accomplished God's will on the earth and honored His name, then you will truly be a success no matter what your outward circumstances or the accumulation of your possessions. Today, there is plenty of talking, plenty of teaching, and endless Christian activity in our churches. But our greatest need is for holy acting, to keep and do the commandments of God. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not tremble or be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. For of Him and through Him and to Him are all things. To Him be the glory both now and forevermore. Amen. And listening to the program Exaltation, I'm Father David Masterson with Godet Ministries. You may reach us on the web at Ministries.org. That's G-A-U-D-E-T-E Ministries.org. This gospel outreach is entirely listener-supported. Please help us proclaim the gospel on the radio to a needy world. You may donate online at our website. Your gift, large or small, is gratefully appreciated. Until next time, may God richly bless you with this word of encouragement from the prophet Isaiah. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, does not become weary or tired. His understanding is inscrutable.